I wanted to talk to you about the two forms of government and what I believe is going on in this country at this time and how things are going to get, I believe, worse and why. How did we ever get to this place? And is there anything that we can really do about it? But so that you know at the outset, I believe our problem is a spiritual problem. And so I've got a list of some things that I wrote down that when I get through with this little presentation, I, I want to cover them with you. And remember, not everybody sees eye to eye on everything. Some things you may agree with me on, some things you may not. I, I'm not telling anybody how to vote. I'm just telling you how not to vote. <laughs> so now we got that clear. And um, I want you to know that in the founding of our country, you have to know the foundation that we have. And that is the Word of God itself. There were men who knew the Word of God, and they knew the principles found in the Word of God about the three branches of government that's found in the Word of God. And so we did have godly men that established a constitution so that we could have a Republican form of government. And uh, the only way you can preserve that form of government is by the education that people receive so that they'll be ingrained with that philosophy of government. If we don't do it, you cannot preserve the nation. And unless something is drastically done, we will not because we don't have enough people to vote for the right man because the people today do not have the discernment of what or who is the right man. They don't have principles themselves and they lack the Christian character to vote for the guy that would be a good leader in our country. So anyway, there is a difference between the Republican form of government and a de democratic form of government. And we'll show you that in just a minute. Now, every course you teach is subject to your philosophy of government. And if the American Christian philosophy of government is not part of a teacher's philosophy of education, then that teacher is liable to be governed to some degree by man's secular socialistic philosophy in presenting that subject. Every subject in school that is taught, and we had a Christian school and we taught the principles of education concerning the Bible as the foundation for every lesson that is taught. So that they knew that the origin of math and the origin of our languages and the origin of every subject that we teach comes from God. So there has to be a foundation of truth. What is the source of your truth? So if we don't have that, then you have the secularism. If it's not Bible and with God as the source, then you'll have to revert to man being the source of all wisdom. And then it's hit from the idea of humanism. Humanism is the religion of atheism. 
And I will show you in a little bit later about how that all works together and what is going on in our country. No subject can be taught separate from a philosophy of government. For example, yourself. You have to have a way of governing yourself. Whether it's you personally, your home, church, or government, there is an order of government. Everybody has to understand you will either be self-disciplined or imposed discipline. Somebody has to determine what's right and wrong, and then by either force or by education, help people to see why they should do what they should do. So, your philosophy of education is a philosophy of government. Your view of a subject is based upon the source and the origin of your authority. For it and who or what will control and direct the purpose for what or which it is taught. Indeed, there is no such thing as neutral, objective, or impersonal teaching. In other words, what you believe is going to come through in your teaching. So therefore, teachers that have been taught the humanistic philosophy, it's going to come forth in their teaching of the children. What people believe is going to make a difference in what kind of movies they put out or the music they put out, how they live for themselves, what they believe is right and wrong, everything based upon what does a person believe. And so if we don't teach them the truth of the Word of God, then they're going to have a humanistic reasoning that they do what is right in their own eyes, as we read in the book of Judges. What one teaches and how is subject to one's philosophy of government, which constitutes his philosophy of education. The democratic philosophy, will of the majority, shifting sand. In other words, when you use man as the basis of your educational philosophy, it shifts because there's no absolutes. Everything's a dirty gray. There's no right and wrong. Because men's desires change, their philosophy keeps changing, and there's nothing solid there. This is what's going on in our nation today. That's why, because they don't know what to do. They have no anchor. There's nothing solid. People do not know what to do next because they don't know what government's going to do next. And so people are afraid of stepping out on the limb, taking risks, investing, doing what needs to be done because they know that government is going to take whatever they do and could cause them to sink because they don't obey all their rules and regulations. So people are afraid because of government. Government is killing the will of the American people to produce. But there's a plan behind that. It's all part of a wonderful little plan to bring down this country so that we will not be a republic anymore. There is a move on and war has been declared. It's just that we don't know they've done it yet. But anyway, little by little, hopefully, somebody will understand. You'll notice the uh, little house there. That's the schoolhouse. That's a classroom situation where whenever you have a certain philosophy, you want to teach that philosophy. And so to the children of our country, there has to be a source 
of information that comes from what? It's either going to be from the Lord or it's got to be from man. And so man has leaned now toward science as it's God and not to the Lord. But there's a price to pay. And so we call that secular humanism. That is the root of our problems in our country. It's one of the reasons for the problems in our churches. Because without adults even knowing it, even those who know the Lord, they have been so ingrained with secular humanism that they can't totally trust the Lord. See, the reason people are so rebellious to spiritual things from the Word of God is because they themselves are ingrained with humanistic reasoning. And they don't trust God. They don't believe the Bible. And they battle with it. And they'll trust only parts of it here and there. But majority of God's people are not totally committed to truth and whatever God's Word has to say. American Christian education comprehends true Americanism. Not just feeling and stories of patriotism and loyalty to the country, but embraces the biblical principles of America's Christian history. See, we're supposed to be educating our children in the American Christian foundation of our country. But are the children getting that kind of an education in our public schools today? No, they're not getting it. So if they don't learn our true heritage and the purpose of our Constitution and where rights come from, the Lord, then they'll think that government gave us the rights. And therefore, government can change all of that. And the majority makes right. No, that's a democracy and not a Republican form of government. But most people do not know the difference, and therefore, they don't see anything wrong with whether it's in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. They just vote for whoever they like the best. You need to find out where does that person stand on the issues because where they stand on the majority of the issues will reveal their source of knowledge. It reveals their foundation. Whether or not is it secular humanism or did they get it from the Word of God. And therefore, you can learn a lot by seeing what do they believe about the various issues that face our country. Christian history, the Bible as the great political textbook of the patriots and America's gospel purpose. In the founding of our country, believe it or not, Congress even printed up Bibles to send to missionaries. And Congress is the one that authorized the printing of the Bible to be the first textbook in our public schools. Now, if it was unconstitutional, why did they do it? It wasn't unconstitutional then. It is not unconstitutional now. That's what we have been told because we believe a lie. You go to Washington and you check out all of our buildings and you'll find out there's scriptures everywhere. They've got the Ten Commandments on the buildings. They've got Moses standing there with the law on the buildings. I've been there. We have a tremendous heritage in this country. But majority of people don't know it. Now, if our founding fathers didn't mean for us to know the truth like this and to stand upon the Christian faith, and if it was so unconstitutional, why did they even do it to start with? Why did they say all of that? 
Because, you see, it wasn't unconstitutional. We have been fed a lot of baloney. The problem is not educational or political. Those are only the results of a source, the root problem. You see, if you knew the truth and believed the truth, you would understand politics. And you would understand how that education is the key, and education is religion. That's why in the Constitution, there's nothing about education in the Constitution. Because education is religious. And as people say, well, there's two things I never worry about, religion and politics. But that's all there is. It's what you believe and what you do. So therefore, if you know the truth and believe the truth, then you'll know how you're supposed to be governed. Because you'll govern yourself according to the principles in the Word of God. And a free-thinking people who know truth and understand what God's Word says, the less laws you will need if you will govern yourself. But you see, they don't want that. They don't want you to govern yourself or to be self-disciplined. They want to control you. They want to take away the individual determination of what you can and cannot do. And they don't want you to be educated because an educated man is a thinking man. And a thinking man, it's hard to enslave. So they got to take away your power, your ability to think, to reason, to relate, to record. All these are principles that are more important than reading, writing, and arithmetic. In the statement here, Humanism, secularism, and socialism operate in the educational and political arena, but they are not educational and political problems. Humanism, secularism, and socialism are spiritual problems and a matter or a battle for the survival of American Christianity. Now, most of the stuff that I'm referring to right now are things that I put in my little booklet that I did 30 years ago. This was stuff that out of my book, 30 years years ago and I believe it's still pertinent for today it's still truth because truth doesn't change the battleground is not the schoolroom the courthouse the legislative chambers the battleground is primarily in the heart of the individual Christian and the contest is over who or what will be in control a Christian who wants to fulfill his God-given responsibilities wants the Lord to lead and guide him. Take away God. Take away that responsibility. And then you'll look to government to lead and to guide. And they tell us what we can and cannot do. And so then people bow down to the government. And government solved this problem. Government needs to solve this problem. Government is our problem. But it's our problem because people put into our place of government those people who have a humanistic philosophy. It's how they think. And most people just go by, well, he, he, no, I like his haircut. Or I like, and you, can you believe this? There were people in America, Christians, women, most of them, that voted for a guy like Bill Clinton. Said, no, yes. Was it because of his character? If you go by character, see, he couldn't have got in. But people don't care about character. The economy's good. And people say, well, now, it's the economy stupid. No, it's not the economy stupid. 
Spiritually, America is bankrupt because we don't have any moral fiber in our country. People don't have an idea how to think and to reason to do the things that they should do. Man, either Christian or otherwise, believe he should yield himself a servant to man through the state or to be governed by God. Through Christ, with the state being limited to being a minister of God to thee for good. A servant to be prayerfully supervised that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Now, you'll hear me make this statement over and again. Pray for our people in place of leadership that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life. That's what the Word of God teaches, and I believe that's what we ought to do. But it doesn't mean that I have to close my eyes to what I see is wrong in our country. And how it's affecting our churches. It's affecting your jobs. It's affecting your savings. It's affecting every area of your life. That's why the gas prices are high. The food going up. All these things is because of government. But government because of a philosophy. The philosophy is wrong. And most people don't know the difference. Now, the challenge of humanism, secularism, Socialism is primarily internal and spiritual, secondarily external and political. See, whatever you believe inside and want to do is going to affect the outside, the external. So you see, instead of having no control inside, then that means I have to have somebody else control me. And so when people don't have the personal control in their own life, self-discipline, then you have to have imposed discipline. Imposed discipline comes by way of more rules and more regulations controlling you. And they will be able to tell you everything that you can and cannot do. It's a manipulation of your will without you knowing it. And little by little, it's going to steal all of your property. It'll steal your mind. It'll steal all of your wealth. It's going to steal your children and your grandchildren. There's thieves out there that are going to do their dead level best to take this country away from what our founding fathers intended it to be. James Rose, a great man that I met years and years ago, uh, he got a copy of my book and he liked it. They have the Pilgrim's Institute and he's the president of it. But anyway, made this statement here. He says, I submit that if America has a Christian history and originally instituted a Christian form of government, the challenge to maintain this heritage is the Christians, not the heathens. The alternative is in the hand of the biblicists, not the socialists. The only way they can take our country from us is that the Christians hand it to them. We gave it up. We didn't fight for it. Therefore, we don't deserve it. In America, we don't deserve our liberty. We don't deserve our freedom. Because we would not do what our founding fathers did, and that's to fight for our country. We'll go overseas, and we'll fight wars over there. And I'm not against fighting wars. I believe there's a time for it. But do you understand that the people in the Congress today, many of them, I believe over half of them, are set and have declared war on America. And they're changing this country from being a Republican form of government into a democracy that goes into a socialistic kind of government and then into communism. And communism is not dead. It is not dead. But anyway, as we're moving right along. 
It is ludicrous to believe that we can go on allowing the humanists and the liberals to be reflected in government and not have our liberties threatened. We can't have them in Washington and not think they're going to try to vote away our freedoms. That's what they're doing there. They're going to do everything possible to little by little. Oh, they won't do it with the gun. They're going to do it with legislation. I remember one man said years ago by the name of Khrushchev, we'll take over your country without firing a shot. I remember Khrushchev saying that. Oh, the wall came down. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. Oh, that's all done away with. Communism lost. The Cold War is over. We won. No, we didn't win. They're in all of our universities. They're in our schools. They're in our high schools. They're teaching your kids and my kids and my grandkids. And we don't know it being done, but they are there. And they're overthrowing our country from the inside. Because when you can't storm the gates, you infiltrate. And this is what's going on. And so little by little, they're turning our country into a socialistic country. And that's going to be a dictatorship. And most countries who get like we are right now never reverse the order. And that's what I don't like. Because there's not enough people to understand and believe correctly that can take their country back. Unless there's a spiritual revival. Unless God does it. The republic is predicated upon the concept that a self-governed individual will require minimum civil government or external control. In other words, if you and I serve the Lord... And we do right because of our relationship between us and the Lord. You see, we don't need as many laws to govern and control us. Because we have the Holy Spirit living within us to help us to do so. Our founding fathers knew that. That's why Princeton and Yale and Harvard and those schools all started. The University of Georgia. They were started to produce preachers. So they would understand our form of government and be able to preserve it. Because you cannot preserve a nation without preserving the education of the children. And we gave our children to the government. We gave them the most precious thing to us in the world. And they have taught our children and our grandchildren all over the United States. And we wonder why they think the way they think and why they're so rebellious the way they are. It's because... We allowed them to be taught a humanistic philosophy for how many years? On the other hand, the liberal concept sees civil government ever providing more and more of the needs of the people. Don't you see that? That's what's going on. They want to provide more and more for the people. Supports socialization, social services, and thus produce an ever weaker and more dependent person lacking Christian character. But see, they can't accomplish their goal as long as the Word of God is in the schools. Prayer is in the schools. Christian philosophy is in the school. You have to get that out of the school. Why? Because they're going to replace it with another religion. Humanism is the religion of mankind. That's why, remember at one time, the Bible and creation was taught in our public schools. And then along comes evolution, and evolution now has replaced creation. Evolution is the religion of an atheist. Because if you don't believe in God, you can't believe in creation. 
So you believe in evolution. So man is the epitome of everything on the evolutionary ladder. And that's where we are. And so they have to remove the one and replace it with something else. And they've done it. But see, it's, it's all part of a plan of somebody that knows what they're doing. And let me just throw this out to you. No charge. Noah Webster said this in 1962, expressed the need for our nation to turn to the Scriptures for the principles of civil liberty. To understand how you're supposed to have civil liberty, you have to understand the Bible. That's the only thing that gives you and I the proper understanding of the rights of every other individual. I know that God gave you the right to life, and God gave you the right to pursue happiness, and God gave you that right. And I don't have a right to take it away from you. But that's because of my understanding of the Bible. And I know that I'm supposed to love one another, and we're supposed to care for one another. But I don't believe that by the pen I'm supposed to take things from you and give it to this person over there. I don't believe God has given to us the right to redistribute wealth. What if we did that right here in this church? Let's just find out who got the money and who doesn't have the money. And those that have the money, let's just vote to take their money and give it to the people who don't have any. Do you see anything wrong with that? Now, the people that don't have any said, hey, that's a great idea. The people that have money said, I don't like that idea. But this is what people are doing. This is what's going on in government. And you say, they can't see that. They can't see that. Yes, they do see that. But their goal is, is they want a one-world government. And they are for communism. They're for the socialism. And therefore, this is their goal. And so they make their decisions based upon their philosophy of government. And their philosophy of government is not the philosophy of government that was given to you and I by our founding fathers. The scriptures were intended by God to be the guide of human reason. The creator of man established the moral order of the universe, knowing that human reason, left without a divine guide or rule of action, would fill the world with disorder, crime, and misery. Look around the world. Look what's starting in our country. That's because man's wisdom is not sufficient to guide him. The book of Jeremiah says, It's not within man that walketh to direct his steps. You and I are not smart enough to guide ourselves. And the last thing we need is somebody else that don't have any brains telling us how to live. That's why we go to the source of all wisdom, which is the Word of God. And God's Word tells us how we're supposed to live. God's Word tells us what kind of a government we're supposed to have. 